Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. George Payton's offseason flex continues as the Denver Broncos bring back Kareem Jackson on a one year deal. Plus, the team made some roster moves as well to help free up some more cap space. Plus, we hear from Broncos quarterback Kyle Fuller, and we get Broncos country's vibe on new general manager George Payton. Welcome back into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. And if you're a brand new listener of the show today or if you're a returning listener, just want to say make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast provider, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or our good friends over there, Radio.com. We have a brand new episode for you guys here every single day all year long. You get your Broncos coverage here 30 minutes or less. We talk about everything football, no fluff, none of the in-between stuff, folks. So Broncos country, very, very excited to be back with you guys here on this beautiful Wednesday all across Broncos country. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Yesterday's biggest news that came forth regarding the organization was the Broncos' decision to bring back Kareem Jackson. Also, you know, you can't even just say it's just the Broncos, but Kareem Jackson's willingness to come back to the Broncos as well. Obviously, for the organization last week, they had to make a very tough decision to decline his club option. He was set to make $10 million this season. You know, the, the market kind of commanded a little bit of a different number based on what Anthony Harris, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, had received. And so now Kareem Jackson, he returns back to the Broncos on a one-year deal worth $5 million. And look, this is a chess move right here, I think, from George Payton. Look, a very, very strong offseason for him. We're going to get Broncos country's thoughts on their vibe, their impression now of George Payton. Look, he hasn't even been on the job for over two months yet. And some of the changes that he has made on paper, we've talked about it here, they have been monumental in terms of perception. And where the team could potentially be. And I think that really George Payton is kind of saying, hey, look, we're going all in here in 2021. He even said that too. I mean, the Broncos were super focused on having a winning season this upcoming season at George Payton has done everything that he can, in my opinion, to surround Vic Fangio and this coaching staff with the talent necessary. And obviously there's other positions we'll have to talk about, but for the Broncos, I mean, you take a look at that secondary now, the projected starting lineup. You've got Kareem Jackson at the strong safety, Justin Simmons at the free safety, Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller on the outside corner spots. When the Broncos go nickel, they'll have... Bryce Callahan inside the nickel covering inside the slot. And then obviously you have Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb back. You have Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell, Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell for now. And, and you know, you can factor maybe a rotational guy like Justin Sturdid at an inside linebacker if Denver goes Micah Parsons in the draft. I mean, it gives Denver the option to really be flexible with this year's NFL draft, which Denver has addressed almost every major need that they have in, you know, on the roster from an analysis standpoint, and it gives them the ability to go into the draft really with a clear mind and a, maybe a clear identity as to we want to get the best player available that we feel like is going to be a big part of our team, not just immediately in his rookie season, but for years to come. So I'm really intrigued to see how the Broncos draft plans really shake out. We're just about a little over a month away from the NFL draft, which will be live in Cleveland in person this year we'll have complete coverage here Ross Jackson myself will be on TV 
covering the NFL draft as a panel uh, across Tegna, across all the stations around the United States. So very excited about that. We'll obviously have you guys connected with that as well. But uh, this is a strong move for the Broncos, really solidifying you know, a very strong start to the offseason by George Payton, a methodical approach. And in order to do that, Denver had to make some other roster moves. Former Broncos offensive lineman Elijah Wilkerson appears he's going to be signing with the Chicago Bears on their offensive line. That was a talk. He had a visit there yesterday, and Mike Klitz had reported that a deal appears intimate there. So Elijah Wilkinson will not be returning back to the Broncos in 2021, more than likely, but that didn't really do anything for Denver, but they did make a roster move that did clear up some cap space, and in my opinion, it was a little bit of a surprise to me, but the Broncos, they released tight end Nick Vanette, and I know there's going to be people in Broncos country saying, hey, why are you surprised about that? Well, you know, I think when I look at the tight end position for Denver, you look at the injuries to, to Noah Fant throughout the season and Albert Okwebenham, the one constant was Nick Vanette. Nick Vanette was one of the most reliable guys that Denver had in terms of uh, snaps and percentages and even just as a blocker, he contributed in a big way. And, and down the stretch for Denver, he became a little bit of a security blanket for Drew Locke in the offense. So I understand the move, but now it kind of leaves bigger questions in my head. What are the Broncos looking at at tight end? I mean, you've got Alberto coming off of an ACL. You've got Noah Fan, who's coming back fully healthy. Are the Broncos maybe looking at adding a tight end in this year's draft? I know some Broncos fans really want Kyle Pitts, who is, you know, in my opinion, he's a generational talent at that position. It'll be exciting to see what he can do. But it wouldn't make sense to me if the Broncos go out and they get Kyle Pitts. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. Uh, if we're looking at the the weapons, the options that Denver currently has. So with the release of Nick Vanette, it frees up about $2.6 million in cap space, and the Broncos' estimated cap space as it stands today is estimated around $32 million to $33 million. That's still quite a bit. I mean, Denver started off in that ballpark initially with free agency, so they're kind of sitting pretty right now. They don't have to go out and make these big-time splashes. They don't have to go out and be desperate. They have enough financial flexibility right now. They can bring a couple of guys back, sign in some more depth, guys. Uh, but if the Broncos want to trade for a quarterback, they can do that. Or if Denver wants to sit on their hands with $32 million and then save around $9 million of that for this year's upcoming draft class and then roll over into next season where the salary cap will be amplified, Denver could take care of some player extensions in season this year and also you know some of those key guys at the end of the season as well once the season is over. So a lot to look forward to if you're a Broncos fan. you know I'm, I'm excited for Broncos fans. It does seem like there is a little bit of a turning of the tide. Like I mentioned, these are all moves that are on paper. They'll great. We have to see how the organization transitions and makes those into something on the on-field product. And obviously, that leads to Denver winning more football games and being more competitive. So that'll be fun to watch, I think, for Broncos fans. I know for me, it's going to be fun to cover, to be at training camp, to be able to see that up close and personal. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to hear from the Broncos' newest addition at cornerback in Kyle Fuller. He met with the media yesterday on Zoom, and we had a chance to ask him some questions. We're going to get some insight from Kyle on why he decided to come to Denver and also playing along the secondary with some of these other talented playmakers on the Broncos defense, also reuniting with Vic as well. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. It's our good friends over there at Built Bar. And Built Bar Madness has been ongoing, folks. And Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best-tasting flavor with Built Bar Madness in today's match. Matchup, folks. It is cookies and cream versus coconut almond. And I tell you what, the cookies and cream, it hit me like Kareem Jackson as if I was a wide receiver coming across the middle of the field. That's what I really like, you know, in comparison to the coconut almond. 
the cookies and cream hit me in a really good way and it knocked me into next Sunday. So that is my vote, folks. And you guys can go cast your vote at BuiltBar.com or you can go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And you can check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. And just a reminder, folks, as you continue to listen here, Lockdown Broncos, if you're a Colorado sports fan and you have not yet checked out the other podcasts here hosted by the local experts covering their teams, Lockdown Nuggets, Adam Matas, and Matt Moore, you have Lockdown Avalanche with Chris Maselli, and we have a brand new host creating up and starting up with Lockdown Rockies, folks. Be sure to check out your favorite local Colorado sports teams here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. But now transitioning to our next topic of discussion, we had an opportunity to hear from new Broncos cornerback edition. Kyle Fuller yesterday as he met with the media via Zoom. And one of the things that we kind of learned about Kyle Fuller, I mean, obviously the ties a bunch. For Fuller, once he was released officially by the Chicago Bears, it didn't even take 25 minutes for a deal to be announced at the Broncos, and Fuller agreed to terms. It was the only destination where Fuller was really eyeing at going. Now, when he was on the roster before they released him, there was some talk about maybe being potentially traded to the Broncos, to the Chargers, to potentially the Indianapolis Colts, but ultimately, Fuller wanted to go to Denver. He wanted to reunite with Vic Fangio and Ed Donatale in comparison to a guy like Brandon Staley. So first off, let's head off to the press conference that we had yesterday with Kyle Fuller. We're going to hear a little bit of an opening remark from Vic Fangio, who had the opportunity to coach Kyle Fuller during his most prestigious year in the National Football League. Seven interceptions, 21 passes broken up. We're going to do a film review where we reflect on his 2018 season in Chicago and also in 2020, his play under Chuck Pagano and maybe how it can project to fit for Denver in 2020. But let's take it to Broncos head coach, Vic Fangio. You know, it's with uh, good pleasure that uh, I get to introduce Kyle Fuller to you all and turn him over to you here for this press conference. As you guys all know, we were together for four years in Chicago, and Kyle kept improving during that time we were there. And ultimately, our, the last year we were together there, he had a Pro Bowl season where he was up there in interceptions, leading the league or close to it. Um, had a bunch of PBUs that year, too. I think the combination of both led the league in 2018. You know, he's a guy that will tackle and will hit from the corner position. And um, we're going to do everything we can to get Kyle back to that 200, uh, 2018 form. And I know he's excited to be here. He's a really good person. Um, he's a good teammate, which is good to have, always to add to your building. And we're excited to have him. And one of the first things we're going to focus on with Kyle Fuller's press conference was his familiarity with the Broncos secondary, as is obviously the new additions of Ronald Darby and formerly playing with Bryce Callahan, playing alongside Justin Simmons. Now you can add Kareem Jackson to that list. Here's what Kyle Fuller had to say about how he views the Broncos' current secondary as it stands. Yeah, you know, like I've played with Bryce in Chicago. Um, Ronald Darby played with my brother. You know, I've seen a lot of these guys across the league. Justin Simmons, you know, I like the way he plays. So, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, get to, I'll get to know some of them more, but, uh, you know, I, I like the way they play. Uh, I'm looking forward to working with them. 
And even Justin Simmons in his press conference yesterday as well, before Kyle Fuller met with the media, even discussed that he was really excited because he went back and he watched a lot of tape on Adrian Amos, Eddie Jackson, Bryce, and even Kyle Fuller in Vic's defense when Vic first came on to be the head coach of the Broncos, going back and watching that tape to see how they stylistically play from the safety position and the DB position. He really believes that will help the Broncos going forward, especially as they find a sense of continuity at the position of cornerback where Denver, they were just decimated with injuries and guys going down left and right last year the only constant back there for uh, Justin Simmons was him and Kareem Jackson. So now the hope is that Kyle Fuller and also Bryce Callahan and Ronald Darby, that all these players could stay healthy. And if so, the Broncos, they could produce some really fun results this upcoming season. But one of the other things that Fuller was asked about is what he likes about Vic Fangio's coaching style and, and why that was intriguing for him to sign with the Denver Broncos. I don't know, maybe just our personalities, we just seem to get along you know, well, you know, pretty naturally. Um, you know, I like the way he you know, goes about I guess coaching, you know, and just in the game of football, um, you know, I like that a lot. And one thing the Broncos have to do more of in 2021, if they want to have sustainable success, they have to find a way to create turnovers, get takeaways. They got to come away with more interceptions. They had more sack production from the outside linebackers this year, but Denver didn't have enough takeaways to really push the needle. They were really good defense last year, but they their potential, I think, was a little understated because of the fact that they didn't show up in terms of taking the ball away. Justin Simmons had five interceptions. That was really it for Denver. And Kareem Jackson, I think, was the second leading guy on the team with INT. So Denver needs more interceptions. So how did the Broncos get there? Here's what Kyle Fuller had to say. Uh, just all 11 guys, you know, being on the same page and, uh, you know, definitely making that a focus. You know, I definitely feel like we did that. Um, you know, Vic does a good job with that, you know, with the guys. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's still doing that now. One final thing we'll touch on here with Fuller is the fact that his experience in Vic Fangio's defensive system, having over four years in it, he knows the terminology already enough as is. There might be a couple of change-up in terms of words, obviously to transition from the Bears to the Broncos that maybe you don't want other players around the National Football League kind of getting to know that. So for Fuller, what is it going to take? How easy of a process is it going to be for him to come into this defensive system knowing what he knows and developing chemistry with the guys around him? Yeah, I felt like that would help a lot, you know, me being familiar with the, uh, you know, with the defense, you know, I feel like I would be stepping in and, you know, not really, you know, having to learn new things. So that would just keep us moving. And, uh, you know, they're, they're great guys, great players. And uh, so, you know, I think, I think we'll do well. A number for the Broncos defensively that I expect to kind of remain the same for them, as has been the constant with Vic Fangio in Denver, is that they'll probably, on paper right now, I think they're the favorites to go into the season uh, with the number one red zone defense. And hopefully there's a lot of situations where Denver could be one of the best third down defenses. Again, I know for a little bit of time this past season, they actually held a top five ranking. And obviously as the, the rankings and the games get played and certain things happen, situations change and fluctuate, you drop down a little bit, you rise up. But I think that on paper, Denver has all the possibility in the world to have a top five defense. I know we've talked about that here on the show. These moves have been power moves by George Payton, really focusing on building the defense. And we heard that talk coming into the offseason that Denver is going to look to revamp the defense. And if you would have told me, let's say a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, if you would have told me that the Broncos would sign Ronald Darby, they'd get Kyle Fuller, they'd bring Kareem Jackson back, and they'd have Von Miller back as well, and they'd lock up Justin Simmons to a long-term deal while also retaining Shelby Harris, I would have looked at you with a little bit of skepticism and said, you know, I don't know how they're going to make all that happen. 
but George Payton has found a way to come into the organization and make these moves and surround Vic Fangio with everything that he needs defensively to be successful. And in return, hopefully the offense under Pat Shermer can take the next step forward, whether that be with Drew Locke, who maybe makes a jump in his third year in the NFL. He has the capability and the absolute wherewithal, I think, to make that happen. Or if you bring in a rookie quarterback, I mean, yeah, are you going to be patient? Do you want to have a strong defense and all these wide receiving weapons and and playmakers around you to maybe take that pressure off of that quarterback. Well, I think you have to have a strong run game to be able to do that. So is Denver going to look at the running back position in the NFL draft? Where are they looking at with pick number nine? Are they looking to trade back and acquire more capital? I mean, right now the Broncos are sitting in such a comfortable position in terms of perspective that George Payton is probably, he probably sleeps really well at night, you know, to be honest with you, because coming into this roster, seeing how young it was and seeing all the major decisions that Denver had to make a few months ago, I I felt like that would have been a tough task for any person and and it seems like that for George Payton his experience has paid off and Certainly right now on paper, he's making all the right moves. So Broncos country, we're actually going to get to what you guys think of new general manager George Payton. We're going to talk about some of the narratives and the myths beforehand and the change of tune in the last week and a half as it pertains to the new Broncos general manager. Coming up here in just a moment, but before we do that, folks, i got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That is our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, March Madness, and the NHL, they are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Broncos country, getting into our Broncos country thought of the day after the move of bringing Kareem Jackson back on a one-year deal. We've had a little bit of an insight with these moves that Denver has made as to maybe the way that George Payton operates and how he evaluates talent. And it's definitely a different changeup from, I think, what we've all experienced from observing John Elway make some of his moves. John Elway seemed to be more like of a plan A guy and that there's no plan B, there's no contingency plan. We're going all in. It is win now. And sometimes you sacrifice the bigger picture when you look at that and I think that was a little bit of a downside to John Elway at times and I like I said I still think that John Elway uh, arguably one of the greatest things to happen to the Broncos organization as a player and as a, and as an executive for that matter but now I think George Payton coming in is going to breathe a little bit of new life into an organization I felt like has needed it for quite some time and it's off to a good step right here so we're going to get through some fan responses on today's episode of the show. I posed the question out there on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. I asked Broncos Country, what are your thoughts on how Broncos GM George Payton has addressed the needs of this team this offseason? We got a lot of insight as to how the fan perception is changing. And look, I think for Broncos fans, there is a reason in Broncos Country right now to feel some optimism. And I think Broncos fans are really buying into that again. It's not as doom and gloom as it has been. So we're going to start things off right here with at CO Martin D. He's killing it. There's no reason with a healthy Vaughn that we shouldn't have a top five defense. If the Broncos add a top middle backer in the draft, I'll put the house on it. Still have question marks at right tackle and quarterback, but I think it'll all come together. And Martin, I do agree with you here. I think that really the tackle depth right now is, is where you look. You lose Elijah Wilkinson, who's one of those swing guard tackle players. You know, you have Calvin Anderson, who would probably be the backup to Juwan James. 
But if for some reason, and this hasn't changed so far that I know, the plan is that Juwan James will play in 2021. He doesn't plan on opting out. He plans on being back. And if that changes at all, Calvin Anderson will likely be the starting right tackle. I would expect the Broncos maybe to pick up a depth option, maybe in the in the third wave of free agency, potentially, or they're going to look at draft prospects in this year's NFL draft. I don't think that they're going to go offensive line with their first round pick, but they could go maybe with their second or third round pick as an offensive tackle. Uh, quarterback right now, you know, like I said, I think it's still up in the air. And I think what a lot of people failed to talk about is the excitement that was held around Drew Locke in 2019 and his five-game sample size that he had. Now, a lot of that hype was stimulated off the Houston Texans game. But in 2020, it was such an up-and-down year for Drew. We talk about his decision-making. Really, that was Drew's biggest issue, was his decision-making and sometimes locking into his primary target. He has to work on that, and he can. And if he fixes those things, I think he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. We're also failing to mention some of the amazing throws that he had this season where receivers dropped it. I mean, the New England Patriots game is one, the Los Angeles Chargers game is another, but there were a lot of throws that Drew Locke also made this past season that I don't think many other quarterbacks can make. And and he had good ball placement on several of them. So I think that this is the Decision-making is the biggest thing for Drew Locke. He really played well down the stretch for the Broncos in the final four games of the regular season. You take away the dumb interception. Look, and like I said, it was a bad decision by him against the Kansas City Chiefs on that first drive where Denver was driving down the field potentially to score. They were in a scoring position to be able to put points up on the board on KC early Sunday night football. He throws that interception. There was that one there. And then the second interception, the one against the Los Angeles Chargers on the scramble drill where he just floats it and it gets tipped and it gets picked. I mean, those are the decisions that Drew has to cut back on. He's got to learn when to play it safe. And I think he can do that, right? I'm not trying to sell you on Drew Locke because I know the Broncos fans, you guys are free to have your own opinion, whether or not you want him back, whether or not you want another quarterback in. I'm just going to present you what I see on the film and maybe where the Broncos are at thinking organizationally. They're going to look at ways to get better at every position. And George Payton has not ruled that out at quarterback yet. So Denver, they might look at trading up in this year's draft to maybe get a quarterback. We could see that. because we're starting to see some of these quarterback options start to dwindle in free agency. Marcus Mariota is going to be staying with the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know at this point that Denver is going to trade for Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, or any of these other quarterbacks. I don't think that they're going to do that. Now, maybe if the New York Jets say something about Sam Darnold, I think Denver might inquire about that, but to be honest with you, I think that Denver looks at the draft this year for a potential quarterback prospect, or if they really roll with Drew Locke this year and they have Brett Rippon be as number two, I think that Denver will have a heavy eye on the on the quarterback market and the draft in 2022. The North Carolina quarterback is one of them uh, to keep an eye on. It's way too early to get into that discussion right now anyways. But yes, Martin, thank you so much for your response, my friend, here on Twitter. Ben Stecker's up next. He says, best way to sum it up. I don't even care what he does at quarterback now because I know it will be the right thing. And I think that this is where Broncos fans are at mindset-wise. I don't think that you have a lot of Broncos fans really kind of questioning. I think that they can see where George Payton's intentions are. You can see that he's invested in making this team better. You can see that he's trying to get them to the playoffs here in 2021. It is an uphill climb, but he's making the moves that put the Broncos, I think, on the path to be able to get there. And I think that's the important way to look at it. So we'll see what Denver decides to do. But, you know, one thing I, I hope Broncos fans 
learn is to trust in what George Payton is doing. Uh, you you kind of got over the, the Broncos fans that were frustrated and mad and upset about Philip Lindsay, but I think the bigger picture is starting to kind of be painted here for a lot of fans in regards to why the Broncos made that decision and that George Payton is trying to do whatever he can to give the Broncos uh, you know, the best chance to succeed, not just this upcoming season, but for years to come. Brian Beasy's up next. He says, Payton has been very impressive, very calculated, and patient. Feels like he is playing darts and is on fire right now. Best player available in the draft is a reality because of his work. Would still like to see them add speed at linebacker, depth at interior offensive line, and DB spots, which, Brian, I think that they're going to address some depth at DB and the offensive line in this year's NFL draft. I don't think that's going to come now in free agency. I personally would like to see them bring back Will Parks on a small-year deal to kind of get him back in so he can have a chance to come in and play and increase his value for maybe next season for another organization or if he plays well for Denver because, look, Kareem Jackson is going to be 33 years old. Denver has to have a contingency plan there for the long-term outlook at that position, and I know that they're trying to win now with bringing him back but you have to address the young guys behind him at that position as well. Yeatstone DB says he's done a fine job so far. He's earned an A in my book, if not a biased A+. And he has a smiley face emoji. KJ's graphics says George Payton is my dad. Eric at soul underscore Bronco says Payton's playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. His moves, energy, the respect he's showing the players. He's transitioned his team to go best player available in the draft with the ability to move up or to move down. Easy to see why he was coveted so many years before becoming a GM. I think that's a very spot-on analysis, Eric. I mean, it had to be the right situation for Peyton. And he said that, and, and people around him, even Rick Spielman, when Spielman gave the, the speech to Denver Media about what Denver's getting with George Peyton, he said that he always believed it had to be the right situation in Denver it's turned out to be a very fruitful situation on paper, so I'm excited to see how things go for the Broncos. Matthew Johansson says, Peyton crushed it. A little nervous about all these guys on one-year deals plus the other contracts that are set to expire next year, but you got to enjoy the moment a bit and hope that they're able to retain the right guy next year. That's a, that's a great way to look at it, Matthew. And we're going to get to a couple more responses here on today's episode of the show, folks, before we hit the lights, and we're going to start off with Owen Ravenscroft. He's done a phenomenal job so far. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Lots of contracts to deal with in important positions again. And as I mentioned, as it stands today, Denver right now, they're sitting around $32, $33 million of cap space, $9 million dedicated usually to the draft class. Denver, with the new TV deals coming in, the new salary cap rise next year, Denver might want to go into next season with having a lot of cap space already available, and then it'll increase. Then they'll you know have the option to fluctuate, restructure some deals, extend deals, obviously lower cap hits for certain players. Denver, I think, will come out on the other side of it. And I think that Denver's got a really collaborative effort with Rich Hurtado, uh, the Broncos scouting department, the coaches, and the overall executive decision makers as to the moves that they should make that'll put them in a position to succeed both in the short and long term. Our final one is going to come in from David Fleurant. He says, I can see why he's been highly regarded for so long. Love his patience and his approach to plugging roster holes so far. So the general consensus, I don't think I received a single negative response on George Payton all the way down the board on my replies here on Twitter. So it goes to show that he is turning the heads of fans in Broncos country. Now we just have to let the on-field product play out. And look, it could take a little bit of time, but Devers trying to push that needle a little bit further in the AFC West to compete for Kansas City, to compete to win the division. I think Denver has put themselves in a really good position so far as it stands right now 
to be in a position to do just that. But Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Lockdown Broncos here on your favorite podcast provider. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the absolute world to me if you haven't already done so already. If you could go to Apple Podcasts, if you love the show, leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you listen every single day. We'll give you a shout out. I may even send you some coffee money or some beer money as it pertains to that. I really appreciate all the love and the support that you guys show me all year long. I try to do this podcast to bring you guys 30 minutes or less of the best Broncos coverage possible from a coach's perspective, a former player's perspective, and somebody who's been in a front office setting on the football administration side of things. I want to bring that angle all to you guys here on Lockdown Broncos. But with that said, I'm Cody York, your host as always. See you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.